Good evening and welcome to Open Air and good evening Ashwini. Ashwini, are you there? I am. Good evening, Michael. Oh, good evening. Great. I have announcements here to get us started. Okay. Everyone is invited to participate in the ongoing discussion of anxiety as part of our Conversations with the Guide offering. The second assignment has been posted, and a link to responses to the first two assignments can be found on the 2023 Practice Offerings webpage at livingcompassion.org. Our second virtual group is scheduled for this Sunday, April 9th. Call details for the group will be sent out to Sangha later this week. Save this date, Tuesday, April 18th, two weeks from today, for a special two-hour open-air show in honor of the International Day of No Self-Hate and the guide's 80th birthday. The show will start at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. We hope everyone can join us for this special event. And for these and other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And a few reminders for tonight's show. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Ashwini, please press star six and then one to make a show and get in the queue. And a conversation on one topic, please, and about five minutes is great. And Ashwini, I was just about to get started here, and then my cue jumped a little bit here. So give me a second here to get organized. Okay. Okay, Ashwini, I think we're ready here now. Okay. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Sure. This is Brad in Maryland. Hey, Brad. Hey, Brad. Hello, guys. Um, You know, one of the things that I've really begun to notice uh, with my practice, uh, pretty much going along with the the same theme of the annual retreat, is how it's not an issue of knowing that the practice works. It's known and it's it's tried and true. Um, You know, the issue still always just comes up with um, how does ego talk me out of what's better for me? <laughs> yes. And how that happens, you know? So it's a recollection, right? Because, because we, so it's the same process with, we know who we are, we just need to remember. It's the same thing. We know the answer, we just need to do the practice. Yeah. And then we have to look at, oh my God, how do I get talked out of the practice? And you know, Brad, I project where you're going. I mean, what, one thing we all get to when we practice this way is it's not a problem, right? Even if I get talked out of it, as long as I'm fascinated in around doing the practice, I'm all right, right? There's nothing wrong with being talked out of doing it because I'll keep getting talked out, I'll keep seeing something more, and then that'll help me practice more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And not to take any part of that process personally. Um, The sooner you can see it, obviously, uh, you know, the more helpful it might be. Uh, You know, I had a situation where I had two instances of dealing with two other people where I feel through practice, I handled them so much differently than I would have at any other time in my life. And then after that, it's like ego goes into panic mode. You know, what karma can we use to at least try to put him to sleep for a day or two, you know, which happened. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, coming back to it, it's always this recollection of, oh, that's right. I was here. I was at this point. You know, I was I was I was I was moving along. Things were good. So Mm -hmm. anyway, just noticing. Yes. Well, to watch that process. Right. It's very helpful. So at. what you're noticing is the transformation that results from showing up. So there's this interaction. There's such a different human being showed up for that interaction, right? Yeah. The ego then comes in afterwards. There was a point at which the ego would have driven that interaction. So you can tell how 
the practice of of showing up, I mean, just practicing allows allows for the transformation to happen. And then now you notice that the beating comes in afterwards. So that's your next place of practice. That's just simply where the work is. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to touch base and say hello. And I hope everyone's well with Thank the song. Hello. It's great to be a part of it. <laughs> All yeah. right. And Brad, if I may, if I may, yes. just one last point that I think that is good for all of us to uh, recollect that um, there's a trajectory, right? I mean, the conditioning is that if it shows up, then there's something that you still, you know, there's something wrong. You're not done. You're not finished. But the, the point is that uh, that's the narrative of a particular point of view not the Mm -hmm. context of what you just uh, pointed out, which is there's a larger picture of of change and transformation and uh, increasing and expanding awareness that's happening. Yeah, I just can't get caught up when self-hate says, well, you fell for it again. Just don't go there. That's exactly right. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Don't go there. That's it. Right on. All right. Thank you, Ashwini. Thank Thank you, you, Michael. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us, Brad. And Ashwini, I really appreciated that perspective you brought at the end there, that we're on a path and I can take two steps forward and one step back. And if I don't allow conditioning to continually assess how I'm doing on that path, then it's just another moment of practice. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Just another moment of practice. It's this moment of practice. Yes. Yes, exactly. And we have another caller here. Okay. Next caller, you are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Kim calling from Vashon. Hey, Hi, Kim. Kim. Hey. So, Shwini, you had mentioned when I spoke to you on the morning show that you might have some practice uh, techniques for helping me with my mom who I love and who is experiencing dementia and who is living basically with me now <laughs> um, mm-hmm. up the street about two minutes and uh, I, I've had some realizations about what's going on and part of what's going on with me is that I'm grieving who she was because that person mm-hmm. is is in there still, but doesn't appear very often. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And you, so recognizing a process of grief. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Kim, go ahead. I, yeah, I was no. just reflecting that. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and you had mentioned that there were perhaps some practice techniques that could be helpful. Yes. Let's, let's revisit the specific of uh, what it is that was the issue, right? I mean, if you can remind me, Kim, I know we've talked about it, but I'm, I, I think I've lost the thread of the specific uh, details of the interaction that, were, that we, we actually touched on. Right. We were, we were talking about having, um, having gratitude for encountering difficult things that we need to encounter from last week's assignment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so that there was, yeah. the, the, there's gratitude for, did you just, so just to elaborate on that, so you have an encounter, and, and let me project, you have an encounter that is difficult, there's a challenging interaction with your mother, and what your, your, your attention is going to gratitude for the encounter, right? Right. In that's, a way to diffuse the situation. Right. Mm-hmm. That's where we had gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so, so um, again, you've got to help me because I don't remember the totality of the, of the, the conversation. Right. But it was, it, I projected yeah. around communication. Right. Go ahead. Well, it was about having love that I was, that I feel love and that's the beginning like I've come from a place of love because I was because I get I go into the I get a little bit beaten up because I'm 
trying to be kind and patient with her, then that, then I can't be, and then the beating comes. It's the whole cycle of abuse. Uh huh. Yes. Happens. Now it's coming. It's okay. coming back to me. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> um, so that so there's a. That I think what we were talking about is to meet yourself where you are, right? Not mm-hmm. to be not to be beaten for where you're not. I think that was the gist of the conversation. So yes. here I am coming, coming into this interaction. As a practitioner of awareness, I'm attempting to come from love, and then I get hijacked by ego, and then I get beaten up because I lashed out at this, uh, at this person who has, you know, who, who doesn't have, you know, doesn't, she, who, she's who she is. She's got dementia, right? Yes. She has no uh, ability to be any way other than how she is. And so that place of uh, my intention is coming, fr- is, is coming from love, and the first place we practice with that is to go to no self-hate. Right, right. right. That, that I'm attempting to see and see through everything that's going on for me, and this is the, this, there's gratitude for the encounter so that I can practice. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's no self-hate. That's one technique, right? You go into it. You you're going to watch everything that happens, and whatever happens, the person who receives the love is kin. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. it's the because it's not just that you you want to be loving towards your mother. You do. You want to be loving. Period. And right. if you want to be loving, then it's what Cherry said in uh. At some, at some point, that the only way to have what you want is to be it, right? Okay. So if, right. You, if, you, if, if the self-hate is indulged post an interaction, self-hate doesn't lead to love. There's your first opportunity to be loving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the redirect becomes, yes, I'm grateful for this opportunity, but I also have, and if that helps you cut off the self-hate at the knees, great. If that's a, a redirect of attention, great. The redirect also includes what I'm reestablishing is that I'm a practitioner of awareness, trying to deal with some difficult karma, and I'm seeing what I'm seeing about this. What is here for me to see? Mm-hmm. What happened in this encounter? Not what's wrong with you that you basically lost it with your mother who has dementia. hmm Mm-hmm. That's the conversation you don't want to indulge, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to be loving, then it has to start where the hating is. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. Because you. the best way to interrupt a battering cycle is the, is the decision, is the self-hate. Because okay. if the self-hate is not fed, the circuit is broken. You won't right. go to the decision to being perfect, and then the stress won't build, and then you won't act out, and then you won't indulge your coping behavior, and then you won't end up wanting to be a better person, right? You're exiting the loop because the self-hate is the place you're most aware. Mm-hmm. Until that point, once the identification starts, you're not there. The program's right. just running. Right. So then conditioning wants to beat you up for, the, for, for, for being um, subject to the program. But there is no point at which you're conscious other than when the self-hate circuit uh, wakes you up because that's the maximum place of suffering and that's the, way, that's the place you can bring most consciousness, not the indulgent. I'm a little bit aware. I am aware, actually, going into it. And, and it is really interesting. Like, it's a very clear picture of, okay, I'm going to do it right this time. You know, I failed the last whatever times and I'm going to do it right this time. And then, and, and I, uh-huh. I, I am... I am being able to observe it, but yeah, disrupting uh-huh. it is is more important. I hear what you're saying. So that so what was that last part, Kim? I didn't quite hear you. Well, I'm I'm able to observe, but I think what you're saying is disrupting it is most important. Well, so here's that's interesting to me because what you said is that there's the awareness of the decision to be perfect as you're going into the interaction. Mhm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, if, in other words, it's already you're already in the circuit, but you can see it, and so then it's 
and then and then if you pay attention it it's almost as if something something triggers you and you act out and the next moment of awareness clarity is the self hate right in between is when you're when you 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 don't know how you went from observing i've got to do this right to why did you do it wrong yeah i mean there is there is observation kind of all the way along each step it's like okay you know uh-huh. Here we go. Now you're going to do this and that's going to be mean and you know and then and then you know then the the suffering comes with the self-hate, I think. I mean, it's all bad, but you know, it's mm-hmm. all not uh-huh. the way it be. <laughs> but but I am mm-hmm. there is a little bit of distance of of witness. There is a uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, which is, which is good because previously there wouldn't be. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so so Kim, the other the other thing that to me you mentioned you started this conversation with identifying grief, right? Yeah. And so there's one way of working with it is to actually uh, explore that whole uh, relationship with what's going on with you with your mom outside of the interaction, rather than in the interaction. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? So that there isn't, uh, you're not vulnerable in that, in that interaction. In other words, there's nothing subliminally going on that's factoring in that you're not aware of. You may be aware of the voices in the conversation, but you're not aware of what's underneath that. Mm-hmm. That's also playing in, t- in the equation. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay. I mean, I just, yeah. So I guess what I'm taking away is being outside of the interaction and exploring, you know, deeper feelings or... uh, so that the so I'm not in the middle of it and trying to do that at the same time, and then disrupting the cycle by addressing self-hate or wherever I can disrupt the cycle of violence. That's right. Be- yes, exactly. And there was some other part of it that I know was really really important, and I'm really struggling for it to drop in in this moment, and it's not coming to me. So. We might have to have this conversation again. Jim. <laughs> okay. Well, there was the gratitude part. That that was the assignment from last week of just you know coming realizing that that I'm coming from a place of love to begin with. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yes, and that the that I think this might be something we touched on, which is just because the the identification happened doesn't mean that the love doesn't exist. Right. Right. That's really. Those important. get paired. Right. I mean, that's what you want to come to is identification happens. That doesn't translate into you don't love your mother or your mother doesn't love you or you're not lovable or anything. It's just simply that identification happened and that's your opportunity to see how you can come back to love. Okay. Yeah. She's such a different person, you know, it just, and... I guess that's just ego evaluating, and so yeah. Well, or or you know, Kim, and this might be what we were talking about. She is. She is a different person. Mm-hmm. And so there's a certain the grieving comes to the acceptance that she is that different person. Right. And I project that what conditioning wants to do is to make you feel like, oh, it should be different, and she, sh- you know, what, what have you lost, and all of those things. And yes, you have to process through that, accepting how she is, mm-hmm. and, and as a result of which, you can be all right with how she is, mm-hmm. right? Because it's really about you being all right with how she is. Yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of resistance. I mean, it's still, you know, it's just a huge workshop for me. So I'll, I'll keep, keep, keep looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and not just not just looking at it, but that active engagement of record, of exploring it, exploring. because there's a lot going on for you about it. And the person who's going to be saved in this process is Kim. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I think All I have right. some things to work with. Okay. Thank you, Ashwini. And if anything else dropped in, drops in, I'm sure we'll have an opportunity to talk talk about it again. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Kim. And Ashwini, that was such a uh, valuable conversation, and I heard a lot of uh, willingness to practice and the challenges that come with self-hate and uh, mm-hmm. that willingness to continue to show up and remember that the love is always present. And whether mm-hmm. identification happens or not, the love is always there. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to remember in the face of the evidence that is constantly being shoved into your uh, awareness that you, you were unlovable. Yes. But the point is that yes. that's the lie. The love is always yes. there. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Ashwini, we're going to break for a good news update, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. And Jen, I'm going to turn it over to you for a good news update. Okay, great. Thanks, Michael. You're welcome. And I'm pleased to be joined this afternoon by Tim, who is here to speak with us about his experience of participating in the first Anxiety Sunday workshop. Welcome, Tim. Hey, Jen. Hey, great to be here. Hey. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I was thinking as Michael was doing the announcements at the top of the show, we already have our second one coming up this Sunday, so that's very fun. And one of the things that's unique about this practice opportunity is that it's at any point it's open to everyone. So anyone can jump in at any point. So in you know wanting the more the merrier in terms of this really um, rich conversation. So we're hoping folks might jump in on Sunday and thought we might hear from someone who was participating in the first one. Yeah, great. And, you know, my response to that is I feel like it's only fair because I can be anxious at any time, whether I participated in a workshop or not. So I feel like it should be open, you know, (laughs) to join in. Right? That's right. Yes. Well, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just been this sort of uh, constant conversation. So I should I just jump in and talk about it? Please, that, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think um, you know, for me, it was I was definitely hooked into the idea of participating in this workshop. Uh, I don't know about you, but like, and I, I project I'm not the only one that has this experience in our practice, but it's like the uncanny timing of, of these, of a workshop uh, just completely lining up with something that's happening in my life is what yeah. was uh, what happened with the anxiety workshop. And um, yeah. I happen to be working on a pretty big piece of content, but what was nice to kind of learn and kind of uh, in the workshop was that anxiety, it's, it's big and small. It's also a kind of a constant current that yes. can run behind the scenes. I'm yes. commenting on just about yes. everything that I do. Yes. Oh, that is so true. A hum in the background. That's basically, I mean, very much in the last conversation we just heard, but co- commenting on what you're doing and what you're not doing and how you should be and how you shouldn't be and this and that and this and that and this and that. It's no wonder we're anxious. Right. Right. Yeah. And um, and it, it's just it's it's obviously it's super helpful to hear that and hear from other people in the community who just echo my experience. Um, I was I was thinking about this a bit today, and um, that when I before I really had the words that this practice gave me, I was kind of going along in life, and um, there was just I don't even know if it was a voice that I could identify that saying that there was something wrong with me, it was just kind of a fact. There's something wrong. <laughs> My life could be better. And I remember at some point when I was super young, I started encountering uh, labels, you know, labeled as shy, labeled, labeled as anxious, you know, labeled as depressed. Like, and I remember this kind of feeling it was kind of like a refuge for a moment. Mm. 
of like, oh, thank God there's a word for what I am. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that was, the, yeah. that was anxiety to me. It was a label that uh-huh. um, sort of like, it wasn't a refuge that lasted for very long, but it's like here, uh-huh. you know, if I'm getting beaten up and, and I uh, give me something that can control it or I can get some kind of peace, uh-huh. and that's what labels were for me. And that was my first relationship with anxiety, I would say. Uh-huh. Well, and, and it feels like what you're pointing to is, is really a common sort of societal, cultural way of approaching, well, anything, but especially anxiety. You know, uh-huh. Sherry will joke about, isn't it interesting that the diagnosis of anxiety seems to coincide with, oh, and guess what, we have a medication for it. So here, Precise. we'll give you a label yeah. so you can, you can yes. quote, know what, what's wrong with you, but we'll give you something to yeah. fix it. And it all happens on that level without ever questioning all the stuff that's happening underneath all of it. Oh, no. Yes, that was my experience for years was we have, we got a pill for that and we have, and I'm not, I want to make it clear. It's not a judgment of any diagnoses of medication of any of that. It's that I, I'm looking at with this, through this workshop, I'm looking at my relationship to what that label means. And that, changed it for me from just being a well, label that's to be a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's huge. <laughs> it's huge. Because, yeah, it's, yeah, because yeah. in that, you've touched on the only place where you can actually make a difference. And it, and it really, it goes right to the core of it. That's why suffering is optional. Because once you realize, oh, the genesis of this is a conversation in the head. And what you said a few minutes ago you, it didn't feel like a conversation. It just felt like the fact. You're, you're bad, you're wrong, you're this, you're that, you're mm-hmm. whatever you are. But then as we come to practice and start to realize there actually is a conversation, there's a conversation that's creating that, quote, reality and keeping it in place. And once we realize that, then we have the ability to start to train, essentially, to exit that conversation. Correct. And if, it, and if only it were just us, but there's a complete support system out there to encourage yeah. the conversation. Mm-hmm. We're up oh, against yeah. a lot, and we need a lot of support. That's yeah. just a fact. Yeah. And that's, that's what I always loved about this um, practice. Not to, I don't want to, you know, I want to stay on, the, the stay on target, but I was always told that, you know, we have to work out our own uh, you know, um, salvation. Salvation. Thank you. Our own salvation uh-huh. diligently, right? And ego gets a hold of that and is like, "Yeah, do it by yourself," and then report when you're back <laughs> when you have something cool to say. And that's not right. what it says. And we don't do yeah, it alone. Not at all. And it, and not coming up against this, this this big thing. That's why workshop I think is is really just an amazing gift um, yeah. to get that kind of support going up against something so huge. Yeah, um, and you know, as you say that, Tim, one of the things that just strikes me about this certainly happened in the first anxiety workshop is it's such a a great combination of people calling in to say, oh my gosh, I saw this huge thing and here's what I saw, as well as people calling in to say, wow, here's the really challenging thing I'm working with and here's how the stuff uh-huh. is happening for me, right? Both uh-huh. those places which you're pointing to are so important in that Sangha experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, of course. You know, because my, my experience with this type of thing is um, it's like there, there, there's this need for some sort of like re- resolution, some kind of Hollywood ending, some kind of place where mm-hmm. I get to where the, you know, the stories don't bother me anymore and I can handle it on a, on a basis that I prefer to handle it. And, um, and what I've kind of been get what I got from the workshop is it's quite possible to be in the middle of it and 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 be there like literally yep. be there yep. um, and that's not yep. what I was taught <laughs> not what yeah. I was taught right yeah and no. because that's such incredible freedom 
I think your point is so yeah. good. And it really is a big part of the this anxiety project that we've been doing together is that piece that you said of, yes, it. I mean, for most of us, it's a big part of what happens for us. The voices are constantly coming at us with this and with that. It's anxiety-provoking. And we have the opportunity not to meet some conditioned standard of, oh, okay, either that should stop happening or, you know, I should be completely unaffected by it. But instead, right. That ha- <laughs> yeah. right, however it is, is completely fine, and I'm with that exactly as it is. Yes, yes. I had a little experience of that actually just mm-hmm. while the while the workshop was going on and mm-hmm. um you know what happened is i i recent i had um had a problem with my eye and it was really painful and um i had surgery on it and this is you know two weeks ago so it was kind of when the work you know around the workshop and um and boy uh it's um I just had a lot of pain and and a lot of anxiety, like with that pain and a lot of stories. And, you know, something that was pointed out, I think even in the first recording that was sent out was um, kind of what almost nobody ever wants to do is to drop what I'm doing and sit and be with the anxiety or be with the content, be with whatever, sorry, you know, look at the conversation, look at the sensations. Yeah. And anyway, that's what I did. Um, it was it, I had an allergic reaction to the antibiotics. Uh, there was a tear. Oh. There was a lot of pain, and I and I was in this zone where it was like, this is there's nothing. I I tried it all. There's nothing else. Uh, believe me, I will try everything I can do before presence. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm gonna go like every every option, and and I can tell you with confidence what every inch of that pain. I can describe it to you. I can tell you how sharp it was. Uh, I can tell you how uh, much pressure there was. I can tell you what color it was. I can tell you the ripples uh-huh. that went through my body. I can tell you the conversation uh-huh. that responded to the ripples, the beliefs. And I just sat there for a long time doing wow. that. Um, wow. And it was really interesting because, again, it's not like – it's not a Hollywood ending. It's not like, yes, Jen, it's really? the world – smelled of blueberries right. and, and there was no more salmon. You know, it wasn't, it was, I brought me to a place that I hadn't uh, been before um, because I hadn't done that before, simply. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and Tim, yeah, so go ahead. Yeah. No, you go ahead. Well, I think, I mean, what I did get from it is this capability, this illustration that I can really sit, th- I can be there. Yes, exactly. And, exactly. You know, if I do, I want to. You know, if people are listening, and like that's what the practice is about. I'm out. You know, I, it's not. That was just. That's just something. You know, I didn't well, choose I pain and nor would I. It just. But that's what was happening. That's what was happening, and and I project with all. There you are, as you said in the in the beginning of this. You get to that place of feeling like, wow, this entire thing was created for me because here I am in this mm-hmm. experience. This is exactly the assignment that I needed. This is exactly the support that I needed because it seems like we'll just sit there. That's the simplest thing in the world to do, but so challenging. And so to mm. have that support of the structure there to do that, and it's it's truly remarkable. I mean, the kind of thing you're describing, I, I project – you know, we all know that experience because it is. The the drive to get away from it is enormous. And I think yeah. that's that's a big piece of what we're practicing with this is staying with it and the freedom that comes with that. Well, it's a far cry from that encouragement to to get away, to yes. you know, to distract, to you know, be somehow create some kind of life where this never happens to me. And that, right. that's right. That would be right. It, it's it's yeah. the exact sort of opposite. And, you know, I, I, for me, it was, you know, there's a bunch of stuff in this practice that kind of coincides. It's, it's not always, you know, one workshop. It's also listening to the There Is Nothing Wrong With You recording. It's, it's the, you know, mm. the daily radio show. All of its supports and realizing, you know, in that moment, 
I can really be the parent I always wanted. Yeah, um, which really speaks to that. If anyone hasn't um, heard the second yeah. assignment, that that's a big commercial for that that beautiful second assignment. Yeah. Yep. That's so correct. Tim, I see yeah. we're at the we're at the top of oh. our time here, but I want to thank you for being with us to talk about your experience and truly, as you say, you know, hoping that people will hop on board and you know check out the assignments that are out there. Join us on Sunday and and be part of this conversation. Yes, it's wonderful. Thanks for having me, Jen. Appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much for being on. Thanks, Jim. All right. All right. Go Bye-bye. Happy. Go happy. And Michael, we'll turn it back over to you and Ashwini. Wonderful. Thank you, Tim, and thank you, Jen. Welcome back to Open Air. And Ashwini, that was an extraordinary conversation to me, and I'm going to restrain myself from um, going on so and on. I. I, I could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. And we have another caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Michael and Ashwini. This is Jen in Pennsylvania. Hey, Jen. Hey. Um, so I just really wanted to participate um, yeah, I don't know quite what to say. I, I, I feel like I've been in, um, I would say, like a shame workshop. Like I really got sucked into a lot of um, a lot of shame and feeling like I had done, you know, this like unforgivable thing and, um, and just like not being able to get out of that self-hate. And, uh, you know, so I'm just trying to keep kind of showing up for, you know, for for things and trying to put the attention someplace else. <laughs> and uh, um, I don't know what it, the, I guess the couple of things that I've seen, like, so I, I, I get free and I think it's like that first conversation, but boy, if I, if, if there's one moment that I, you know, that I lose attention, I, you know, that I go, I, I, it's just very powerful. It just pulls me right back um, into it and it kind of blows up again. And it feels like it's like, I'm getting told it's like covering, you know, I'm trying to like hide over the truth that I really am this, you know, shameful, horrible thing. So there's all that going on. And, 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 but the other thing that keeps coming around too is like, this is so making me a person, <laughs> you know, it, like when we look at like, there's no self, like it's so like, I'm a person and I'm the worst person in the world. And it's like really mm-hmm. trying to angle for like, making this whole big self and um mm-hmm. so I'm, you know kind of curious about that part of it too so i don't know that's what uh-huh. i'm seeing so far yeah so so clearly a very very big workshop and and ego is bringing out the big guns and it clearly has uh, has you over the barrel so to speak in a conversation around shame where it's believable that you've done something horrible and there's something deeply wrong with you. And so what you're doing is you're practicing with that, right? Practicing redirecting the attention on all of, on something other than that hateful conversation and watching how if there's even a moment of wavering of attention, then it's possible for it to draw you back into the, into its grip. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that mm-hmm. like razor's edge or whatever we talk about, right? It's right. like I'm like mm-hmm. teetering on the edge <laughs> quite a lot. Yes, yeah. like trying to trying to hold on to the yeah, edge. And, yeah. Yes, and 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 actually, what as you're doing that, you're watching two things, right? The wavering of the attention, it's right there, and the other piece of it is that it is it, the process of the of of the conversation is maintaining the illusion of a self. You are the worst person in the universe and you are horrible. Whatever it's saying to you is creating a sense of someone when, when, as you said, that sense of separation or that sense of a separate self is an illusion. You're seeing how it gets created and maintained through the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and of course that person is the most horrible person. I think it was in one of Sherry's recent responses to somebody 
just that that level of egocentricity, no one is that important, right? Right. It's absurd when you you step back and look at it. It's like, how could you be the most horrible person in the world? Exactly. And I have had a couple of those moments of just laughing, like, yeah, it is so ridiculous. And it's kind of, yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And that is, yeah, that is so helpful that it, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't know what to, it just, it's so um, sticky that I keep getting pulled back. And there's kind of this thing too of like, how could I ever, you know, see this person again and just, you know, be, you know, like I'm always going to be perceived as bad and need to be watched and I can never, you know, like show my face there again. You know, there's like a lot of that and that's what that keeps pulling me into. But again, it's so like, you know, like this is, you know, I'm what everyone is thinking about and, you know, the egocentricity in Mm -hmm. that and um, it's just, it's a, yeah, it's it's a little rough. (laughs) Yeah. It is, it is rough. Because we've learned to believe the truth of it. Yeah. I mean, that it's true. Not that it's, it's really true. It's just that that's what I believe is true about me. Right? Which is why yeah. we practice so hard, right, Jen? Which is to develop a relationship with something other than that. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's where, like, I'm, I mean, you know, part of me, it, it, it just feels like, the just, you know, just keep, you know, just keep focusing on kind of the now practicing and the now, you know, and there's a, there's a way of that, you know, just strengthening the, the choosing the, the other. It's been really like, I like to, to very difficult to do like two handed recordings and stuff because as soon as I hear the content, like I haven't been able to get very well to that place of stepping back enough to, to find the mentor, to find any embracing and love, because I, I just get so stuck in like, oh, this is really horrible content, and yeah, this is really true, and I, but like, there's moments, but it, it's just, it's quite shaky and not, um, like, sh- yeah, strengthening that ability, I guess, to get to the, the mentor. Like, sometimes I'm unclear, like, how much should I, you know, focus on the two-handed recording, or is it just put my attention anywhere else, because I, the content is so sticky right now, I don't, I don't know, mm-hmm. but Mm-hmm. Well, that's an interesting place, right? Because it, what it sounds like is, what it sounds to me is, it is sort of like a dark night of the soul experience, right? Yeah. And so yeah. there's a way in which, um, I wouldn't say that life ever does this to us in a willing way, but in, in some ways we have to go through that experience and find our faith. And so part of what... Part, Part of what you could do is, you know what, I just feel so miserable and so crappy that I'm going to, you know, eat or eat several tubs of ice cream and go numb or whatever it is that your coping strategy might be, which Mm -hmm. is what the whole system is angling towards, right? Give up, give up hope, give up trust in your practice, just abandon it. Abandon the human being, abandon the process, abandon the practice, and just come over into my side. Because if you do, if you do whatever that coping behavior is, you won't feel this bad. Uh, you know, it's going to, uh, that, there's an escalation of, I just want it to end. I'll do anything for it to end. But instead of giving into it, what you're doing is to stay with uh, the practice. I'm going to redirect my attention to gratitude. I'm going to try this two-handed recording. I'm going to the, – the point, perhaps, in, in a place like this, right, Jen, is not that you feel better because we don't ever do practice for feeling better. It's perhaps simply that you are not giving up. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. And because not- what is not giving up equal to – it's, it's the tangible, experiential process that this human being is worth saving. Because you're not lovable just because you're perfect. You're lovable no matter what. So, you, so we don't have to go into the shame conversation and, and agree with conditioned mind that you're the worst human being on the planet. But let's just say we did something skillful. Yeah, unskillful. 
okay, I did something unskillful. Am I unlovable just because I did something unskillful? No. But it doesn't matter how many other people tell us that, that if the conversation can convince me that being unskillful makes me a horrible person, I have to learn to bring the unconditional to that experience. And the more ego can have my attention in that experience, the more I'm going to have to practice to bring the unconditional there. That's just simply how it is. And so I try and I fail and I try and I fail and I try and I fail and it's a struggle and it feels awful and all of that. But the one thing I don't do is to quit. Yeah, yeah, and to keep, yes, and to keep, you know, keep going with those directions because I, I, I get stuck a lot in like, I'm just seeing how big that um, conditioning is that like, you know, the quote right thing to do is like really hate yourself so much or, or be self-hated or however we talk, you know, and that's how you would show your like repentance, you know, that you, you, you see what a terrible person, <laughs> you know, that's so deep. Yeah. Like I know that's not what we're doing in this practice, but it feels it totally like the direction I need to go. I just need to be so whatever, like that's the, that's the way here, <laughs> you know, so it, I, mm-hmm. you know, to keep, keep redirecting out of that to like, right, what's the practice, what's the, you know, keep going on the, not give up on, on the other directions. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, in those kinds of places when it's really, really escalating, I just sit on the cushion, hold on tight to it and say, I'm going to be here. Give it, give me everything you've got. I choose love. I choose unconditional love. Go on. Because part of what it's, part of what it's saying is I can keep escalating and eventually you're going to break. You're going to do something that proves exactly what I'm saying to you, right? But yeah. we have to prove to ourselves that threatening us is the worst it can do. It can't do anything to you. And so... Yeah. So what? So people think that you're the worst person in the, in the world. You could never show your face again. Okay. Those are words. Can I face the words and sit there until I can see them just simply as words? Yeah, that's a great, great place to look to because, you know, right now the words like still seem like they mean so much and you know in that place of you know just because you do something unskillful doesn't mean that you're unlovable like I know I would never (laughs) tell anybody else that so it's like you know but yeah I also don't want to get too stuck in in like making it about a self either and that so but I'm going to listen back to this and and um, yeah thank you so much I really appreciate it yeah, just stay close, right, Jen? You're doing, you're doing the right uh, practice, which is not to give it attention. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I do keep giving it attention, but then, yes, I try to, you know, you, you can, you can, no, 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 no. Okay. The whole framing here is you're redirecting the attention, it's escalating. You're redirecting the attention. It's the conversation that we had this morning on the radio show. The point is not that you went away. The point is that you're here and you've come back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so every time you're here, you're winning the battle. Focus on that. Because if you focus on, or if, you, if the narrative becomes, I am, it's so hard, it's so difficult, it's so believable, it's, it's so hard, it's so difficult, it's so believable, it's so true, then the attention, as you said, you might, you might be attempting to redirect the attention, but what, what is being said is that. How about, no, I'm doing my level best and I'm here. I'm redirecting my attention. I'm showing up for the radio show. I'm this, this, that, that I'm here doing what is my practice. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. That's really helpful to <clears throat> keep going to that. Yeah. yeah. Reframe it that way. Yeah. Thank you so much. And and remember, Jen, the person mm-hmm. feeling bad is not you. 
Yeah. <laughs> it sure feels like you're it. identifying. Right. Oh. Yeah, yes, exactly. But that's the one that's what we're trying to disidentify from. The authenticity that you are is goodness incarnate. That's it. Right? We don't remember that because we identify with the person who feels the arrows and goes to, Oh God, I did something horrible, I'm flinching and uh, or I'm the practitioner trying to make a difference, but I can't. But what we have to recollect is that you're neither of those things. You're neither one of those ego identities. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see that yet, but I, yes. <laughs> so I'm going to listen to that. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank no, Jen, you, you can yeah. see it. Okay. You can see it, right? You want to look for where you can see it, not where you can't see it. Where I can see that, that I am or that, that, this, that, I, that I am the goodness. That's right. As soon as the answer comes back that says, I can't see the goodness, we have to know where we're looking from. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Like when this human being, you know, does is showing up in a like here, I'm sure, you know, and shows up and in, in does in some kindness or something. I can see that goodness is what actually is true. Well, you've got to see it when the voices are escalating, screaming how that's not true. Seeing yourself as goodness when you're kind is easy. Well, sometimes seeing yourself <laughs> with goodness when conditioning is ramped up is hard. That's why we get to go through these kinds of workshops. Okay. Seeing, seeing the goodness um, e- e- when it's ramping up and there is the goodness there. Okay. I feel like I don't know how to see that or something, but again, I'm going to listen back. And <laughs> yes, I feel like I'm a little stuck on that. Yeah, okay. Well, then pray. Okay. Ask for guidance. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for joining us, Jen. And uh, extraordinary courage and uh, willingness, Ashwini, I heard in that conversation. Incredible. Mm, yes. Mm. And we have time for at least one more caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Hey. Yeah, I'm going to echo that courage. It's just very... That last conversation reminded me of a sign I I used to have on my wall that says, it's only ever hard for ego. It's only ever Mm. hard for ego. And boy, did I... But I read that and take that in many, 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 many years. Um, yeah. So, so I, um, I'm, I'm finding myself at a really interesting place in practice where I'm seeing that there is nothing wrong. That I'm that. I mean, everything is going just fine, and, and um, you know, the voices are you know, doing what they're doing, and I'm going back, to, you know, really checking in and saying, no, actually, everything is just fine. There's nothing wrong. I'm being everything's for me. I'm being so well cared for. All of those places of well-being, and um, and simultaneously, there is just this profound. Uh, sadness it feels like for the world just for you know there's just so much suffering there's just so much um, yeah there's so much going on and that would be so easy to say this that it's wrong you know this everything I'm getting a close-up look that I hadn't haven't gotten you know in 10 years really this close-up look at at uh, everything and it just feels like um, that the 
everything is okay and my heart is being broken at the same time. And it's just such a powerful place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So there's the context of there's nothing wrong in your li- in your life, and there's the encounter with the world, and the the, the it's hard to extend that to the world because there there is so much suffering and you're aware of it. Well, it's not. It, no, it really isn't that it's hard to extend it to the world. I'm seeing that same nothing wrong while I'm seeing all the uh-huh. pollution and the. Uh, you know, everything. I mean, I could go on and on on that, that list. You know, but th- that's what's so extraordinary about it is that they seem to be simultaneous. Um, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like I could just cry, you know, any number of times through the day, but it's not from a there's nothing wrong. I mean, that there's something wrong. It's just this, well, I guess we just talked about it, you know, when we talked about our heart being broken open. Maybe that's mm-hmm. a succinct way of, yeah. of, of naming the experience. Yeah, it's come. So, so I project what you're saying is there's a deep, deep caring for mm-hmm. the impact that is. I mean, for the suffering that there is, there's tremendous compassion for the suffering mm-hmm. that there is. But that doesn't necessarily have to mean that there's something wrong with it. Exactly, and that's an odd yeah, experience. The juxtaposition yeah. that it can be what it is and there's a mm-hmm. tremendous emotion with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would, it, compassion is what, you know, and I, 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 heard, I hear myself, the projection, every time I hear something like, oh, this happened now, you know, I, I, I hear myself saying to uh, people around me, it's like everything is disintegrating. Not that everything all right now is disintegrated. I'm not saying that, but like in every area of life, there's disintegration happening. And so I, I just sort of, you know, whether it's, well, you know, just all these different areas of life. And, um, and so I just sort of follow the projection back, you know, because I've heard myself say that like four or five times in the last week or so. Um, and it's just kind of, I don't know, it's just interesting. I feel, I mean, I feel as supported as I've ever been in terms of being here and showing up and practicing and all of that. So, again, it's not that, it's not, I really do feel like, and take, you know, the, the Bodhidharma and Sangha have, are, are here, are, given, are offering the refuge and all of that. It, it's just... Um, yeah, it's just in a different menu or something that I've never experienced before. Or I don't know if I have uh-huh. or not, but it feels different. Well, it's. I know we're coming up to the top of the hour, and this is a, a much longer exploration, right? But we have this conversational lot that part of what we get to, get to uh, look at when we have those uh, encounters, right? It's exactly what, what you pointed to, which is I practice with it. I'm following the projection. It's fascinating. It's interesting. I'm not mm-hmm. attempting to make any meaning out of it or put it into some spiritual context or understand it or anything else. I'm just looking at it. And the thing mm-hmm. that I'm looking at most is not so much the world as much as what's going on for me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as you said, I, there, it, the words seem to me to be it's disintegrating. And then what you're doing is, okay, let me follow that projection back. And it's like, what, 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 is, what is the information for me around that process? Perhaps it's a belief system that's disintegrating. Or perhaps it's an expectation that isn't the same. Or whatever it could, whatever it could mm-hmm. be, it's this mm-hmm. inquiry that we are encouraged to do because as practitioners of awareness, that's where the focus of the attention is. It's the transformation that's possible inside. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it's that koan, koan practice-like quality of, of life where it's, it's all just so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you. It is a really spiritual place to look. What does uh, it, what does there's nothing wrong mean, right? In that context. Yeah. Or what does yeah. nothing wrong mean in that context? Yep. 
and meaning is not a, the right word, is it's what's the experience of there's nothing wrong in that place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and just, just one last thing about the all of the tools that show up. You know, so like every mo- every now and then when I hear something on the radio show, on, you know, about, you know, staying with practice or stay, you know, not quitting or whatever, I'll just take just a moment and step back and just kind of look, okay, what's, what's here? What, you know, what's showing up? You know, just to kind of do a little inventory of our, our and, and, and I can just see so many of the practice tools are, you know, just firmly in place. You know, it's like, yep, okay, good. Well, you know, we haven't, you know, but I mean, it's kind of like a, you know, just sort of do a little, little check, you know, and, and they're there. And, and, and I, I, I guess I'm just so uh, grateful. And I guess refuge really is the best word for that. You know, that it's just, it's, it's the, it's the support that is there and that without any trying or any efforting whatsoever it's just there so i don't know i guess i just want to say a, a sort of a word yes of, we could yeah, yes when, when we don't know so much there is there is something we can rest in yeah that 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 never fails right never fails. i think that's what you're pointing to mm-hmm. all right well thank you thanks rebecca Thanks for joining us, Rebecca. And uh, Refuge seems like a great place to end tonight, Ashwini. Refuge in the practice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Michael. Wonderful. Thank you, Thank you Ashwini. Thank you, everybody. So happy. And go ahead. Yeah.